Alright, <laughs> try to make some sense. Mm. Hello everybody, welcome to Wombat Radio. We're on the Gold Coast today, speaking with Mate. Um, hi Mate. Hello, hey everyone. <laughs> uh, what are you busy with thinking about or working through? I'm busy with my new piece coming up next year, uh, trying to test the concept on on people that I talk to to see if there's anything that could be interesting for an audience to come and watch. Uh, objectifying human relations and then and then also treating objects as things with personalities. This is what I'm getting at now. There's a this is a condition as well, right? It's like a object sexuality or something. Yeah. There's a better word for it, maybe. Yes. Yeah. It's something that came from my personal life, and then I thought maybe I'll do an investigation around to see if we can have an abstract variation on the subject. Because mm-hmm. I'm actually interested in transforming it into movements, uh, staying away from the human side of it, I'm much more interested in personalizing objects and uh, see if we can make a puppet or a sculpture into the middle of the action, the one actually which is leading the interaction between later the performance or like any kind of relation. So the... Have you found that the process of personifying an object is the same as personifying a person? Like, um, is it the same thing going on inside us to decide that something is or is not a person? No, I think it's pretty different Mm. uh, because you are not in in an interaction where you get also an answer. You are constantly talking to yourself or to the object that doesn't give any response. So basically you are having a long monologue with yourself and you tend to agree most of the time with yourself. Uh-huh. While while in human relations you get sometimes punch yeah. in the face. <laughs> but actually like I'm more interested in the in the other way that how could we pretend that the object is having emotions or having direct actions towards people, manipulating them? Yeah. Like that. But it's just a futuristic concept. There is nothing like this. But I'm just curious if if this abstraction could lead us to some sort of a conclusion. Finally, back to the human relations. Uh, and you found something out, or? <laughs> well, I. The ones that I'm talking to, it's going to be uh, a piece of four dancers and a musician. We all agree that it's very interesting, but we didn't get any further than that. <laughs> I so was, uh, all the dancers are human people? No, there will be an object also. One so, of those four dancers? So four dancers and the object. So we'll, and a musician. And the musician, so uh-huh. six on stage. A six of, cast of six. Yeah, cast of six. and. Uh, well, of course, there is an easy way to turn towards uh, puppets and manipulating puppets, mm-hmm. which is something that I definitely would like to mm-hmm. avoid because that's a craft that I don't know and I'm not so interested. Yeah. Plus, I don't want to 
make this uh, object look like a puppet. I'm looking for something that is much more down to the ground, like piece of wood. Yeah, and and in a way, then you are doing the work exactly on behalf of the audience. Like they're not having to do the personification. Yeah, because you're doing it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, this is one thing, but uh, and I'm also pretty much involved with teaching lately. Uh, like the class that we did today together, mm. it's a uh, to try out to combine floor work and partnering mm -hmm. to make it into a system that the two things help each other to get better at floor work by doing partnering and also the other way around. Yeah, I see a lot of connections and I, I think it's a useful thing. So now I use all the opportunity to actually practice my method if it goes somewhere. But it's just um, impact, isn't it? It's like a negotiating impact. Yeah. Totally. You have to be very aware of the power that you have and you have to always measure it correctly to the one that you're dancing together with and also when you're alone on the floor to get as soft and smooth into the floor and out. Yeah. So you just can. Yeah. How much uh, do you believe somebody if they say that they can take your weight? Like we're about the same size yeah. and I don't feel light in yeah. a partnering situation most of the time. But do you like do you make your own call or if they say but you don't believe, do you just go for it because it's like a trust thing to trust uh, and then let them be wrong or you're still on your guard or No, I well, it's a very good question. I I don't trust before I try. I have to say like I don't go for anything yes. without practice because yeah. stuff that with it today or what I'm doing, it, it cannot be just go for it because then you're probably going to hurt yourself. Yeah, or them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess trust before you try actually has another name and that is faith. Yes. <laughs> it's very rare, I think, when, <laughs> when you say this word in a contemporary dance, class, just have faith. Just have faith. And everyone's like, I thought this was technique. <laughs> just have faith. No, 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 just trust me. Uh, no, or have faith. No. Well, I, I believe in practice and uh, carefully measured movements, but also like the limits of your body. And by practicing a lot, you can this process can be reduced. I mean, it doesn't practice. It doesn't mean that it have to be two hours preparation before you do a jump. Because uh, like I met people for the first time today, and after one or two tries, you know how much you can give and what you can take. But by practicing this sort of intelligence in your body, it takes some. I don't know, time, some years, and then then it, the process can be much faster. But still, it is not out of the blue. Uh, can you tell me what you think is the... So, in, um, in one week from now, I will teach a three-hour session once a day at a, a pre-professional company. <clears throat> in Sydney and part of it will be exactly what we did focusing on uh, negotiating impact with the floor and with each other but then the last hour of the three hour session is supposed to be about uh, the use of these skills or like the application of this awareness or this intelligence that we're training up so maybe you can do some of my work for me. <laughs> yeah, I can help. Yeah, and tell if me <laughs> just what, how 
Like, what is it that you think about the application of these skills? Because in some way, they already have value as a noble pursuit without application. But yeah. in many ways, maybe they you are using them as a vehicle for a thing. Yeah. it's uh, For me, it's a performing skill that if you have it and you control it, your performance is becoming more rich. Mm-hmm. And by this, I mean that what you project of yourself uh, while you are on stage or being watched wherever uh, or how much energy communication you generate between you and your partner I think that has a very uh, clear output so if you control all of these things you can decide what you want to give with the material that you are doing actually like it's it's a uh, the attitude of your body I think that we can practice in this way but I'm always breaking it down I think all my exercises after all to perform and like what does it give when somebody is watching me while doing these things yeah how do you know that well I have faith (laughs) (laughs) well of course about (laughs) feedback probably it's the feedback Mm. the Mm. talk after or the or yeah. the look that you get in the direct communication. Mm. Or maybe it actually is faith that there is, or, or experience that there is a connection between what you feel and what is seen. Yeah, it's staying uh, objective and judge yourself at the same time. Maybe there's also part of that without getting too much caught in the emotions. Yeah. And I think that's also the importance of practice, not to just live it in the moment, whatever comes to you, but to channel it to the way that you want it to appear. Why this uh, aesthetic? Mm. Or this energy? Because there are a lot of ways to be with others and be with the floor yeah. that is, uh, for me, uh, um, activates less adrenaline. Yeah. So I don't find it as fun, so I don't do it. Yeah. But, uh... Well, I, I don't know, like, that's the personality issue, I guess. Like, yeah. it's something that I always find more connected to. Like, uh, speed and reaction and adrenaline and uh, yeah. real movements yeah. that are only necessary, you know, you are not decorating or making a, uh, something just nice to watch, but you are actually dealing with, yeah straight movements that are provoking a result in your body or in the space like somehow that that's just a basic ground for me i don't know like, yeah yeah and it's it's like this strange um see this strange self-contradiction almost that i studied it uh in melbourne at the victorian college of the arts and there was always this very heavy focus on efficiency and my thought at the time and still is that actually ultimate efficiency requires no dancing at all yes it's totally true and so we uh, simultaneously generate the need for our response to be the, the response that it is like we somehow are the, the generator and the author so that we can be responsive and make decisions in front of other people in the moment yeah i think i have to agree with you that's pretty much the, the process of it well, I don't know if there is 
anything to it, but that just sounds right. <laughs> yeah, if we want to be very efficient, we should talk, because that's a much easier <laughs> communication. Words mean what they mean, yeah. unless you are... Of course, you can talk uh, with double meaning, but I mean, it's simple. Yeah. But maybe, because of this contradiction there, we can misinterpret others' words. And I think in dance, a fall is a fall. A lift is a definite action that you know that you are there for help. Mm. Like these things are a bit more simple in dance, but I'm not sure if this is leading anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but I sometimes think that about performance making. Like, um, I have faith that I want this thing to exist in the world and that there is value in making it exist because I will not be alone in this desire for something to exist. But I also don't have like an outcome that is going to lead to less people being homeless or something like this. Yeah. Um, what about what about other works, man? Um, well, I always try to do one thing in the long preparation. So for me, focusing on my next piece is, is the main thing now. And uh, I don't know, other works. Like but I'm, uh, how do you... Mm, how do you focus on one thing for, for your long preparation? Because you can't be in the studio all the time. You can't be with the dancers, no, the objects. But, <laughs> no, definitely not. But I use my dreams. Like I think quite a lot about it uh-huh. in the in my free time or on, during the walk or on the plane, wherever, basically. Mm. And it's nothing revolutionary. I just try to repeat the same principles that I have for the piece to see if it results differently in me day by day. Like, I try to go through the thoughts that I have several times to see if I always come out with the same answer. And actually, mm. there are small differences. By variation, you always manage to change tiny things that in the end, they are leading from A to B. Mm-hmm. Even though you are asking the same question, because your personal uh, motivation of the day, the answer will be different. So that's, And I think it takes a bit of time, but I do the same thing in choreography. Like I use the same phrase like 50 times mm-hmm. and change it just by doing. I allow my body to get tired and allow the change or the tiredness appear. And just acknowledge it and then try to reconstruct it after when it goes to the show. And it's the same thing with the basic concept of the pieces that I don't think there is anything uh, that I came up with that is super revolutionary but it's the the process of it and then the generosity uh, is what interests me basically like that a simple question repeated enough and uh, being understood by other people also gr- uh, creates the ground for all the performances that I do so long process for me a year of t- uh, thinking about the same thing is very good <laughs> it, it helps me when I go to the studio for the three months after of the creation that I know where to start from is it usually um, three months in a block uh, well next time it's gonna be in two parts but until now it was always working in long blocks yes wow now that's quite luxurious by Australian it is, standards. No, it is very luxurious also in Hungary. <laughs> like, I know that other companies don't have this, and, uh, but I just prefer to work like this. So I try to make the circumstances uh, to fit me. Mm. 
Uh, and until now it worked out, either I'm lucky or stubborn in this sense. Well, I like what you were saying before about not compromising on something because yeah. then you're not doing the thing that you need to do. Yeah, well at least ideally you have to try to start from no compromise uh -huh. and then you will have to be smart and, <laughs> and see what you give in but uh, but if you want to have five ducks on stage and you can only have three then don't do it <laughs> at least at the start that's my opinion yeah i was thinking about this in re in relationship to this idea in australia and i don't know if it is everywhere uh, about um being securing a stable future for yourself first and then doing the thing that is important or passion driven next and um, I decided to do the thing that mattered now because I wasn't sure what was going to be important in the future yeah uh, but I'll be 32 in July and that feels like an age where people start to if they had been like laying foundations for a secure future this is the time when they start letting that take care of itself but then I see that those 10 years of delay or compromise has shaped now who you are and how you see the world yeah um, and so in a way it's self-fulfilling that you will be fine you can ignore your passion and it'll turn out okay <laughs> But then in another way, uh, the world somehow becomes your compromise because you no longer see it as you did see it before. Hmm. Which I guess, mm, I'm just re-saying what you're saying about if you want a very tangible, say, five cast and you can have three, as soon as you start working with three, that becomes your idea and that becomes your vision and that yeah. is your circumstance. Yeah. Uh, I think actually it can work both ways now. That first you sec uh, secure your ground and then you go for your passion mm. or you go for your passion and it will secure your ground. Mm. I think it works differently. Well, one thing that I learned about myself is that I, I cannot have a steady opinion. Like, my personality is super flexible and I, maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's, uh, it's a bad thing. I know that it hurts people mm. because I adapt to situations. But because having this, uh, yeah, I don't know, gift or whatever you can call this. <laughs> yeah, everything uh, is double-sided, isn't it? It, it? It's getting me where I want to go. Like I, uh, I think it, it's both ways. It's really depending on the timing. Mm. where you are in your life. Well, I felt that I had like, a very secure home and uh, uh, economics, and then I got bored of it. And then I kicked the bucket, and then now it's the other way around, but... Uh, yeah. And it still works. I find that way with... Um, the role of being a dancer and knowing about what goes into your body and how it becomes you because we are flexible and then you embody this thing that if you embody what you don't agree with to begin with you will become that thing and it's like yeah it affects you definitely yeah um, and i don't think you can lie to yourself for a long time you can do it a bit mm -hmm. and we all do probably every day but yeah i 
well, again, I find it very difficult to live with myself if I don't do what I want to do or what I like to do. This just gives an extra focus that you can channel into different forms, which is better for your art. Ah, uh, yeah, because you aren't having to... Um... Yeah, you don't deal with something that you don't have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. How... When we were in the circle before class, we each gave a little intro and you were saying about having been dancing in companies and now working on your own work. How do you uh, maintain yourself or your sense of your own opinion while being the dancer within the other companies? Or do you just, it's kind of fine until a certain age or a certain level of self-preference or choreographic opinion and then you just grow out of being able to be a dancer? Yeah, I guess it's an attitude that you allow to yourself to bring your ideas to someone else and then give it. Ah. Or when you think that... You know better? Well, I would keep it for myself and try <laughs> to make it even though it's not going to be maybe the best situation. Yeah. Like, companies I worked with, they were always well-founded, big names and uh, touring a lot, you know, like... But after a while I was like, yeah, but actually, this input that I give, why not on my my site why not to try it where it goes and of course in the beginning especially after i left from ultimo west it was a stamp on me everybody thought that i'm just doing what i did there before but it's actually like you give yourself and the company becomes your material yes so we know dancers this thing and uh, it's back and forth i mean working with someone like we said before, it shapes you. So working with a choreographer, director for some years, it is shaping your personality. But it's not a one-way connection. Like your material that you bring is also shaping yeah, the final performance and the company's look. So like maintaining my choreographic opinion, I was always doing like a second piece in my head. <laughs> that was my practice. So like the director's cut, but the dancer's cut. Yeah, yeah, a little bit like that. And I yeah. kept a lot of ideas coming out from there the pieces that I did after right like uh, not so secretly <laughs> I mean we also share these things like everybody yeah. knows that we are influencing each other a lot but mm. yeah selfishness is back in the business so you keep the best for yourself yeah until then your dancers need to then make their own work exactly well, and hopefully they take all of it and they make it better because then yeah. dance becomes better yeah, but I, I don't think you have to be, or you cannot be uh, jealous about any of these things because, like, I'm now I have uh, two dancers who are making their own piece out of a duo that we made together in my piece. And what I can do is that I promote them wherever I can. Mm. And it was an important idea in the piece. We worked on it very good, but because it is such a lucky connection for the two of them that they are taking it further on and they make it their own now. And uh, yeah, I think in this case it's just nice to witness it, to be the father of it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the father, but not have to do the work. Yeah, also. a little. It can now do its work. Yeah, well, we had a joke with, uh, with exactly with these two dancers. Uh, but usually I find the job, then I talk to one of them, we make the concept, and the third one is making the movements. Uh -huh. So it's a bit of a joke, but it's almost like this with the experience you... you managed to yeah somehow get a good distribution of work mm. like who's doing what and it's still serving the same purpose you know like i don't think that in a piece everything is mine no hopefully yes. the thing is um 
that we care about and that we're investing in is becoming better outside of us, beyond us. Yeah. Because otherwise, as soon as we stop, it will all stop. Yeah. And that would be a shame. Yeah, and it's also like when you do a performance, like the show is good if the audience is taking it with, and four days later they still wake up in the night and they're mm. like, what the fuck was that? Because <laughs> then I know that I made real connection. Yeah. Haunting if it stays yeah. with. Yeah, well, <clears throat> it's maybe one way to shock or. <laughs> Or to have a but sometimes it can be with with love or with kindness. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, like all other forms. Revolutionary forms. kindness is just as haunting. Exactly. And people tell the story of when somebody helps them. Or... Yeah. Uh, Mate, um, what's your biggest hope for all of this effort that goes into making these things and all of the continual upheaval of adjusting and becoming and then undoing? Probably that there will be a continuation to to this dancing and also to myself by creating something that will live without me. Also, like it's simple in life, you have kids and you secured your future. Yeah, I you're redundant is, now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm done with that part. <laughs> okay. I just hope that they will remember me, kids. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think you also try to do the same thing when we're creating. There is a need to be remembered uh, so that's something that the audience takes home with. Mm. and then yeah I think this is it pretty much okay. my biggest hope that there will be a continuation